Hey everybody, tonight on the porch we have a new band with us and I am so excited for you all to get to know them. There's a mess of members here so I'm going to quit yapping and let you all get to know everybody in Bella Instant. Guys, you want to say hi and introduce yourselves? Yeah, hi, go on Brad, you both. Oh, hi everybody, this is, uh, this is Matt, the singer from Bella Instant. Um, hi guys, I'm uh, Patrick, I am the synthesizer player in Bella Instant. Hi, I'm Adam. I'm the uh, bass player in Bella Incident. I'm also Adam, and I play rhythm guitar. Oh, I'm David, and I'm one of the guitarists with Bella Incident. I'm Liam, and I play guitar and keys in Bella Incident. There we go. That's everybody in the band. Oh, yep. I think it is. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming out and talking to everybody tonight. So let's see here. Y'all were talking that uh, you've been to America. At least one of you have. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, it's, I've been quite uh, quite a few places, but one of the part the one the one non touristy place I went to was um, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, that was about eight nine years ago now. I think it was, and uh, yeah. Went to American football game, Penn State, Nittany Lions against Ohio State, and uh, ended up getting drunk, getting a tattoo. So I had a <laughs> Penn State, Nittany Lion on my arm. Oh, that is just absolutely wonderful. Uh, yeah, you haven't lived until you've been to Scranton and got a tattoo. That's oh, I love no. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the dream for all of us. Yeah. yeah, I've been there a few times as well. The, the, the US, you know, fantastic country, very diverse. Um, you got married, in, didn't you, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, first place I went to, uh, you know, is New York, which is very typical for, you know, most Europeans. You see New York on on the TV all the time. So that was the first place. But I've also been in Chicago, uh, Las Vegas, and got married in San Francisco as well. Um, uh, so seen a little bit of it, yeah, and it's uh, it's great. I think um, your national parks are, are really impressive. Um, you know, most countries don't have anything like that. So it's great to see these wide open spaces that you guys have. Well, thank you so much. I'm, you know, and I hope that you had fun. Congratulations. Yeah, you know, I didn't know that you got married over in San Francisco. Now, I was looking. It said that you all were from Port Talbot. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's it's produced a few of your uh, most famous sons, actually. Uh, Richard Burton. He was from uh, Port Talbot. Uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins, Silence of the Lambs. You know, uh, Hannibal Lecter, mm -hmm. and Michael Sheen, who. Uh, He's. I'm not sure what American films he's been in. Most of the stuff I've seen him in is actually British stuff, but he's been in quite a few American films as well, hasn't he? Oh, yes. Yeah, he's been all over the place. And now, everybody, uh, Port Talbot is in Wales. And that it is, is mm -hmm, over on the, the West Hand coast. Yeah, it's southwest. It's kind of um, the channel that comes up through into South Wales, the Bristol Channel, it kind of that runs into the Atlantic, so south of Ireland. Um, so yeah, we were kind of uh, born and raised. It's like it's a uh, it's a bit like Scranton, actually. It's a <laughs> it's a steel town. Um, uh, pretty pretty tough place to grow up, and uh, you know, quite down and out now that the uh, you know the globalization thing and the, the closure of the steels companies and around Europe and stuff. So yeah, yeah it's uh, it's made it's us who we are. Most, I think. Uh, it's also Pollute. the most polluted place in the UK, which is a nice yeah. claim to fame. Yeah, yeah. It sounds a little bit familiar to out here. We've had the mines going down and 
I know that my area just lost their last uh, steel plant just a couple of years ago. Yeah. But uh, we're trying to get everybody, you know, trained on other stuff and yeah. sort of have something good come out of it. Now, um, your all's name. I had the good sense to look it up on Google, but uh, <laughs> not, not everybody uh, does. Yeah, no, I could not believe that. Um, won't you tell everybody how you came about that name? Tweedy, I think uh, I think Adam Tweed will take this one. Well, we were just looking for a, for a name, really something uh, something new, because it's a bit of a new venture. Although we've been together for quite a while, um, so uh, we were just. Checking around a few ideas, and I was uh, reading something on the internet about the Vela incident, which is like a huge flash of light that happened in, uh, in like over the Indian Ocean. No, nobody knows what caused it to this day. It was picked up on the Vela hotel satellite, and uh, just thought it sounded cool. Put it to the guys in chat, and it stuck. Yeah, I think we yeah. were going to go with uh, just Vela at one point, and then it. Uh... Uh, it it uh, sort of evolved into Vela incident. It, it was quite interesting. I think that uh, it was done quite quickly. I think Patrick went for a shower or for a joint or whatever he went for. <laughs> and by the time he came back, the name was uh, the name was decided on. So, so he had no say on that. No, I didn't know what it was called. I came. I just found out that, and uh, I thought, all right then. Uh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good, interesting name. And, and you can tell, as soon as you look at it, you can tell that there's a story behind it. Because when I first looked it up, I thought, well, this is interesting. Got to figure out what, where in the world they get this. And then I don't know if it was from one of your write-ups or when I had already gone down that rabbit hole of Google. But um, it was saying when the world stopped, Velid Incident started. Was that, you know, was that from you all or was that a review? <laughs> It was, that, that, uh, that was Jackson, wasn't Yeah, it was Jackson Lucy. It's, it's a boy from Port Albert. Um, if he listens to this, he's got a, an album coming out. He's actually, I think, I'm not sure if it's, it's Phoenix. It's definitely in America somewhere. His stepfather lives there or, uh -huh. or, or something like that. A family member lives there. Um, and he's actually recording, um, similar to what we are. He's doing it remotely. And he's sending the tracks to this person in America who's mixing it. Um, oh. so, so he, yeah, so... A little shout at him there, but uh, yeah, he, he's the one to come up with that. Uh, it's kind of a, the name. Yeah, I think it's more it's more around our kind of our history and because we we were a band sort of twenty years ago. Um, God, more than that possibly. Back when we were like thirteen, fourteen years old. Uh huh. Um, and we um, we uh, we went our separate ways around about the ages of eighteen, nineteen, and then. Got back in touch all these years later. We tried. We tried to get it going in 2016, but obviously the world was just going about its business back then, and, and you know things get in the way, and kids and family and all that kind of thing. So, and we we, we lived in different parts of the country, um, and then it was lockdown really that kind of said, you know, well, we've got you know we used to have lives getting in the way, and now nothing gets in the way because we're just kind of in our houses all day, every day with nothing to do. So we just set about uh, kind of getting it going as we'd always said we would eventually and uh, yeah it's kind of it's blossomed so I think I think I think a lot of bands we were coming into lockdown we weren't a band and we became a band in lockdown and that, whereas a lot of bands I think as Jackson was alluded to have kind of gone the other way they've stopped doing what they were doing because they can't yeah. can't record can't gig so they've kind of just laid dormant and we've kind of built up this huge profile so uh, I think it was a, a nod to that I think 
Yeah. I mean, you all have definitely blossomed in it. One of the things that we've had so much fun finding and pointing out here is uh, all the creativity that you all as artists are putting into keeping this going. You know, you all are definitely a testament to it, especially if you started up in it, because not only is it good to get all of the, the art out, as it were, such a help to everybody else that's trapped in just like you all are. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's such a boon to everybody. You found that on Twitter, haven't you, Brad? Was, yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's, it's been really good for us because obviously the way the world is now, it's, it's a lot of doom and gloom. Um, but for us, obviously, personally, uh, it's been a good thing for us. I know that sounds yeah, bad it's been in great. the current climate. But if it didn't happen, what? we wouldn't have got together. Um, yeah, we wouldn't have sort of lost the lockdown. Yeah, we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't have been able to get our music out there and start meeting the people like yourself, like we, like we have done. So it's... Um, so if anything it's, uh, good, ask it's, it's, it's this, yeah. yeah. Great thing, of course, as well, this time of year, it's winter time here as well. And, you know, these cold, dark winter nights, it's um, you wouldn't really be doing too much else. Everything else is closed up because of COVID. So, you know, it's nice to sit down with whatever instrument, you know, the band member plays and just uh, put something together. It's, it's great, you know, we've been given the space and the time to do that right now. Yeah, definitely. It's always so good to hear that because it it's so nice to hear something positive coming out of everything that's been happening and uh now that young man that you all mentioned i didn't hear his name clearly do you all mind to send me his name and we'll you know give him another plug out here too that way yeah everybody Jackson, can yeah. find him yeah okay. I'll, I'll, yeah Yay. we'll drop you his, his name he's on twitter as well okay perfect so yeah y'all um you know not only are you going to have bella incidents information up but we'll have their buddy jackson's on there too now and have you all you know because you all have been so creative about this um telling some of the people i was talking to that uh you know you've got like the world's smallest recording studio i think it's great um, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. uh, what all are you all doing to be able to to do the recording back and forth and uh, do you have any advice for some of the newer people coming up just things to save them some time or ideas or you know yeah we 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 absolutely do i mean we so we are so th this is how we do it basically mm -hmm. so it, all the drums are drum machines um we we've got a drummer uh, at the moment but he's kind of dormant um but we are going to look at to start bringing him into the recordings as well because obviously recording drums is the is the hardest part what? Um, because they make a hell of a lot of noise um, <laughs> and they take the most miking up and stuff like that. So um, so we lay down a drum program, which is literally, it's pr every single drum beat is programmed by myself. Um, right, every snare, every hi-hat beat. Um, and then we build from there. So the, usually the rhythm guitar so that's, uh, and the bass, so the two Adams, will put the kind of foundations of the songs down. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then it's over to kind of myself on the synths and uh, Flynn and Liam to put the leads down and kind of, and then finally the vocals will go on top of that. So it's kind of just like a building block, really, and it just builds up and up and up. And um, and then it's yes. when it's when it's all together. It's and so basically we're, we're just literally plugging into forty, fifty quid, uh, so seventy dollars worth of uh, audio interface, uh, which then plugs into like a laptop. Or in my case, a mobile phone, uh -huh. um, and then you kind of um, you just play away, press record, and play away. Um, you'll get the so the song will come back in your ears, and yeah, it's just you just listen to it back and you're playing along with it basically. 
Um, and then it's just, yeah, send, sending the files in uh, Dropboxes and things like that. So uh, shout out to Dropbox. They've uh, really been a massive help doing this. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> um, so we just, yeah, just leave the files in there, put them together, literally. And then it's, it's like a bit like putting a jigsaw together. Then it's kind of, you just you just chopping bits up and moving bits here and there and changing bits. And so, you like, for example, when we did uh, the last release, we did um, For All Our Souls. I, I told I didn't uh, Adam Cardi the rhythm guitarist he didn't realize the other day but he had five guitar pieces on that <laughs> and I don't think he, I think he only played two so it's just like so I just put one through a one effect another through another effect and just create this kind of layer of ambient mm-hmm. sound using the, using the guitars and stuff like that so and it's just it's just putting it together from there really and I guess what I would say to to bands who especially bands who went into this as bands. Um, who, who are you know frustrated that they can't meet in studios and they can't gig obviously so there's effectively that's the two things that a band does it records and puts music out and it and it gigs and they feel like they can't do either like you've got the you you probably don't realize it but you've got the equipment because everybody's got a mobile phone or a laptop or a tablet mm-hmm. do you know what i mean everybody's got one in the house there's probably more than one um and whether or it's water. apple whether it's android you can literally you can turn your mobile phone into an into a recording studio, basically. So yeah. you know, and I guess what, yeah. And I, it, I just what I really go on. Sorry, Patrick. No, go on. Yeah, what I really on. enjoy about this, uh, what I enjoy about this whole process is seeing the songs build from such a, a basic start. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we were um, saying this earlier. Uh, we're working on a new one. Uh, everybody's I think it's due out in just build and build, so and build. It's that yeah. old single. Um, it's another older older song we've had. Um, they've all kind of been like re- repackaged, if you will, then, and kind of reworked. Uh, yeah. So just today, Patrick sent us the uh, the synths, uh, the opening synths for one of the songs. So like like uh, Adam said, then it's, it's good to hear it because you know in your head what the song is like, but because they're kind of 20 years old, some of them are older. They almost sound brand new now because they've had a, a new lease of life. So, um, the original yeah, so the song songs were, were yeah, now. the songs were written twenty years ago. That's probably the other thing to say yeah. as well. So, so we came obviously when we came back together, we just started playing the stuff we played when we were. I mean, some of them. One of the the, the next EP that's about to come out with that. One of them on there was written when we were thirteen. So, oh we, wow! We, and it, and it was you know you probably I think we did a demo of it back then. Now, if I listen to that demo now, I'd probably cringe. <laughs> um, but I just kind of had an idea for it to to because we we were one of our one of our former members sent me um, a tape recording of us playing it in Cardi's Adam Cardi's the rhythm guitarist his living room when literally when I was thirteen I, I was hitting a uh, like a oh, we quality streets we had a chocolate a tin of chocolates basically it was a snare drum mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it was recorded onto a tape and he, he found it converted it to MB3 and sent it over. And uh, and so we've put we've put the opening part of that song, including us introducing the song like we're rock stars, um, <laughs> playing you know playing some stadium. This one's called so and so, and the crowd go wild. And then kind of and it just kind of just leads into this new version that we've done where we've kind of recorded it really low fi and low quality deliberately, so it sounds like it's old. So we've kind of that, that's on the next EP. So we we be like you said earlier, we're being quite creative with. Uh, how are we doing it as well? Oh, I cannot wait to hear that. And I can, I mean, I can just see everybody young doing that. And then to have that opportunity to come back to it, you know, and hear it again fresh. Yeah. I did want to tell you that uh, the kids up here at Marshall are loving 
for all our souls. Yeah, I'm trying to get it out a little bit more, but uh, everybody so far that has heard that is just like, oh, you know, this is, they just kind of light up. It's great to be able to see them exposed to music that you wouldn't have heard otherwise. Just There's always just something absolutely wonderful about it. And um, I loved how you all were talking about the the drop boxes and so forth. It's fun to be able to record with everybody because you get one type of energy. But Mm -hmm. does it feel almost more creative when you're layering it on top? Because each of you are doing it your own. And so it's... um, you know, I instead think, of coming to a consensus, it's yeah. I think, well, uh, I think Tweed said it. Tweed said it bad, it best the other day, didn't he? Yeah, is he still there? Is he in? Is he in the chat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I well, just think it's it's a good it's a good way to do it because it gives people um, the space to be creative. Exactly. You can be quite restricted when you're all together, but because you've got the time to let it breathe and time, you know, with time to, to to put more into it if you do it one way you can revisit it and revisit it because you've got that time mm-hmm. and yeah. um yeah, I think, yeah I think that's one problem i think uh it's a good way of doing it yeah because in the studio you're paying for hours <laughs> yeah and you kind of you're up against it i was saying the tweet the, the other day like it's like i'll send him something and like oh and then he won't do anything for like a week because he'll just think about it over and over and over again. We've got uh-huh. time to do that. He can go away. Like if I go to a studio, it's, it's not go away for a week. It's go away for about five minutes, come up with something and let's, get, let's record and, you know, because we're on the clock type thing. Whereas we can literally just mull over it, listen to it. I, I, I listen to them when I'm in, as they're building. I'm listening to them 10, 15 times a day. Like by the time we put them out, I don't even like them anymore. Like, because I've just listened to it so much in, the, in that process and stuff, and the, the lads are probably the same. So, it, so doing it like this might not have that that sort of raw energy that you can't kind of you can't kind of create uh, artificially. What it does have is it has it gives us time to to breathe and, as, as Tweed said, be creative and have the space to do that. I love the way that it's described like that because it's as you all are talking about it and talking about the layers and so forth, it really is like watching a flower bloom. Now, um, oh, who did we lose? That was Matt, was it? I think Bradley. so. I think it was, yeah. <coughs> there we go. He's back. Um, back again. Sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Can you hear us okay? Yeah, I was chatting away then for a good two minutes then. Do over. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. <laughs> that was a passionate speech. That was. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? It was. It was interesting. That was awesome. No, we didn't. We didn't hear a thing you said, Brad. Honestly, one. Again, Matt. <laughs> okay, if no. you were actually saying something, please say it again. Otherwise, I'm going to assume you're joking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know what I was saying now. I think I think I started to say. Um, I mentioned about if we're all in a rehearsal room together, that um, for example, like a guitarist might play a riff, um, mm-hmm. and that riff then would probably stick. The one thing you just just done, if if everyone agreed on it, that would stick then as through the song. But the way we mm-hmm. do it now. Um, like for example, Flinny or uh, Liam can come up with a riff. Uh, he might send it to us, uh, and we might think, "Yeah, that, that's great." But like he's he's got like maybe a few weeks before that song is finalized, and he might come up with something better. So that's the good thing now that uh, mm-hmm. there is that space to kind of be creative. It's not that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. 
Good point, Matt. I often find, just personally speaking, that you know you'll sit down to do a bit of work on the song, but a guitar on the song one evening, and you'll hear the song differently the next day. What comes out on the guitar is different the next day yeah. sometimes. Um, just, you know, it's uh, hard to explain sometimes. It's just one day you'll hear it a certain way, and the next day it might be a little bit different. And the yes, more you hear the song, the more familiar with it you get as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you hear a brand new song on the radio, for example, you know, how much of it sticks in your head on one listen? Um, with the space that we've been talking about and the time we've, we've, been, we've mentioned, um, it really... You know, a familiarity with the song and the other parts of the song really set in over time. Um, so the song eventually starts to build substance. You know, it's not just um, you know quickly hashed, quickly put together. It's um, it's a bit more methodical, which yeah, I think it. it's it's uh, it's it's a very positive thing in in our case. Yeah, it, and and we and we've we've released quite quickly as well. It's not as if like we do have a lot of time and a lot of space, but it's not as if we've been really slow and ponderous. We've released every six weeks for the last yeah, we, we've, five, we've six, had six months, singles in six months. Yeah, yeah. When I saw that you all had uh, something new coming out, I thought, okay, and I did. I read it three times because I was like, okay, either I have that written down wrong. Or, you know, because it, it has felt like you all have just been cranking songs out since yeah. after Christmas. It was just, oh, here's a new one. Here's a new one. And, of course, we're eating it up. So, thank you. But we touched on it earlier, like the songs being 20 years old. Uh, and, the, and the nice thing, what we're doing at the moment, um, we, we've got that kind of 20-year gap between them songs and, and now. And, we've, and we're all writers. We've all written songs since then. Um, but the songs we're doing are all, are all going to be from that period of like the late nineties. Um, uh -huh. so, so I think the six we've done so far, other than the switch, which was a fairly recent one, other than that, they are all 20 years old and that's what we're going to carry on doing as well. We had a bit of a chat about it saying, are we going to bring in some new songs, like more current songs to the EP? But what we've decided as a band is we're going to release the songs from 20 years ago. We thought it'd be nice, um, it, yeah, we're gonna no, do. We, we're gonna do. We're gonna do them first, aren't we? We're gonna get them out. Yeah. Um, because we should have done it. Well, we couldn't have done it those years ago. And then, and then yeah. thereafter, then we'll start on new stuff we've written, which is gonna sound twenty years worth different. Twenty years different. Yeah. You know. So the, the, the good thing for us is like a lot of bands will um, release an album or an EP or even just a single uh, stuff they've been working on, and they'll have like a few months break. Whereas we've had a twenty-year break effectively, so we can just yeah, carry on going now. We, we've got. You know, probably a good few albums of, of material to record. Yeah, so imagine like a band like if we can. Imagine a band like the Foo Fighters have been going twenty years. Uh, imagine them just releasing everything they've done in like every six weeks from like starting yeah. from six months ago. It's basically that's what we're doing, isn't it? We're just it is, yeah, spewing it all out in one pot, like. <laughs> so we, yeah. um, the, the first EP we're um, we're planning to release. I think is it three, three new three new songs or everybody else's new songs. <laughs> It's an, old, it's an old song, but it's a new song, if that makes sense. Okay. It's, it's a song oh, yeah. nobody else has heard before then. Um, so we're doing a one, one EP, um, and I, th I think as soon as that's out, we're going to start working on the second one then. So we're hopefully having two EPs. Yeah, we're like, uh, we're, as soon year. as the second one goes out, we're straight on to the next one. Sometimes we're even working on two at the time and stuff like that. So. Oh, that is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's exciting. I mean, it's really good for us because uh, I think there was always that what if. For us, as as Patrick said earlier, um, we were a band when we were kids, um, and the songs we've got now are largely the same. Then I think because of our age, maybe 
people didn't take us as serious. We used to play in pubs. Uh, and we'd be fairly well received and people always come up to us and they'd always say, we like them songs. Who, whose songs are they? And we'd say, us, our songs. I don't think they really believed us. Um, yeah. Because like we, as you said, we were a bunch of kind of 13, 14 year old kids playing in pubs back then. Um, so they're, they're, and then we went our, our, our separate ways. And whenever we get together and have a little chat, there's, there, there was always that kind of what if, if we carried on, if we did this. And it's nice that we kind of get in, um, a bit of recognition now uh, from it, which we, we didn't expect, to be honest. Because we, no, we, just... we went into this just for ourselves. Um, and it's nice to have everyone on board with us now. So we appreciate it and we really enjoy it as well. Oh, I'm so glad that you all gave in to the what if. I, I, don't think it, I don't think that those songs would be anywhere near as good if we just carried them on gradually from then. I don't think they would be as what they are now. Um, I think no, we'd, have done no, them, we'd have done them 15 years ago or 20s or something like that. And, and you know, I think, I, think we, I think we're more mature now. I think it's, it's, it's better that we're doing it now. Yeah, I think we've mentioned it in the past. Um, when we originally done the songs, they, they very much were almost like Britpop 90s music. Uh, mm-hmm. To a certain degree, they still are. I mean, I think the core of it is that, but it's of influences now. Like, like Paddy, there, he's, he's into his um, the war on drugs bands like that, which he's kind of brought us all into as well. Um, and it's that more like the ambient sound. So we've kind of created our own sound now off the back of all this, which is really because uh, even when we started, uh, what six seven months ago now, mm-hmm. we um, we did we didn't really have a sound as such, do we? Whereas I think um, off the back of all this now, we've, we've kind of stumbled upon. <laughs> our own little sound and and it's it's really working for us. Yeah, I mean you all are evolving just like the music itself is. This is this is great. Yeah. That... So the next single will be called uh, Soldier Coming Round. Now when we were kids, um we uh I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you the story. I Cardi and I, um Adam Cardi and I and, and Matt Bradley they're the singer. We started the band when I was about 13, maybe. Um, uh, and then we, people in the band eventually, and we got ourselves a gig at um, a, a local hotel, like, like a hotel. It's like, it's like a pub, basically, but it's a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and we uh, blagged our way onto that, just literally sang four songs. Which and you know the the lights were on and it was louder than we'd ever experienced. So to us, we were literally, we were rock stars right there and then. Um, and we, so we did the gig and we drank alcohol at the age of 13 over in the corner. Uh, <laughs> and, and then the next day we were walking down past the pub and the band, the main band that night were a band called Aubrey Straw. And they were, they were just loading the gear from the night before. Um, and they called us over and they literally handed us a piece of paper. I think, wasn't it Cardi, a piece of paper with a list of gigs on? Yeah, yeah, local gigs in the town. Yeah, and they said, right, we're playing these gigs and you're the support band. Um, so we played six, seven gigs with them, maybe more, um, as, as a support band uh, from there on. And that, that kind of gave us our platform. And ironically, when this first started, at the start of lockdown, it was Phil, the lead singer from that band, who pushed us to do this. He kind of... He got in touch with me and said, look, why don't you guys record your old stuff again? And I was like, well, I'll do it if everybody else does it. And then next thing he sat up a group chat with us all in it and then left it. And that's the same group chat we're in now, I think. Um, <laughs> it is. And yeah. It, and yeah, and he just, and, and that was it. And he just said, right, off you go, lads, do it. And, and that was it. So we said, right, let's uh, suppose we better figure out how to do this, haven't we? Oh, that is so wonderful. So they gave us our break and then they got us back together. 
Yeah. So the new single is going to be um, a, a cover, which what their singer is actually going to sing on it as well. So it's going to be a cover of, of one of their biggest songs from back in like 1998, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're doing it, we're putting our own little take on it, um, and he's going to sing uh, his part from back then. So it's called Soldier Coming Round. So that'll be the next single followed by um, the f- our first EP then. Oh, that's I cannot wait to hear that. It's quite it's quite quick and dancey and yeah, quite, it's a lot different to what we've done so far. Yeah, it's it? very, but very I, different. I love it. Yeah. Hmm. It's gonna be exciting. Um what you said earlier about artists supporting artists. Um mm-hmm. it, it was nice as well that when see me, Adam, uh, Cardi and and Ozzy with the original kind of members, um, and we had another younger friend in them days who played bass, he left. Effect, he, he couldn't play bass effectively. He kind of just stood there and kind of just plucked random strings. He just needed a bass <laughs> and he fitted the bill as it was then. He, t- he, t- he, t- he could pick it up. Yeah, just about. It was bigger than him. He's only small. <laughs> <a ball>. Um, <laughs> but, but still. It looked like a double bass, didn't it? <laughs> it did, yeah. He used to stand and hold it, didn't he, and then play like, like a double bass, yeah. Yeah, it was um, sheets of, with sheets of um, paper on, the, on, his, on his amp so he knew what yeah, song looked- was coming up. We look so professional, didn't we? Yeah. Um, God, and, and he was only in, he lived next door to, to Adam Cardi. That's why it, he got the gig. Yeah. yeah, if his dad um, bought a different house, he never would have been in the band. Yeah, definitely, yeah. But uh, he, he left soon after when he realised he was rubbish, basically. Um, <laughs> and we used to play on a Sunday afternoon uh, in another pub, uh, a, a proper old-fashioned pub. It was a, a, tough, a tough pub as well. Um, again, we were like 13 years of age, mm-hmm. drinking pint, pints of whatever. On a Sunday afternoon, and a girl with all the old men, Pat, with all the old men, yeah, singing all the sixties music, and it was great. We loved it. Um, and it was a girl in our school introduced us to Adam Tweed. He used to get up. It was like an open mic session. It was basically bands can get up and play what they wanted. We were introduced to Adam Tweed. Um, so he was the the last bass player we had. Uh, and again, when we reformed, we got in touch with him. We weren't sure if he was going to do it because he was in a, another band in South Wales at the time. Uh, he, well, he still is. Um, and then, as, as Patrick said, our original lead guitarist, he left at the start of this um, for reasons unknown to himself. Uh, so we were a lead guitarist. Uh, and, we, and Phil from Aubrey Straw, we mentioned, said, well, why didn't you ask Liam? And we're like, well, who's Liam? Because I don't know if you know, but none of us have actually met Liam. yeah. Uh, <laughs> We've, not, we've never met him, literally never met him. Yeah, we never met him. So uh, we said, well, is, is he in this band called The Strin and Lies as well? Which which he is. Um, so we asked Tweedy, would he be interested? And he said, yeah, he loves all things music. He's creative. Uh, so we asked him and lo and behold, he joined. So yeah, it's a, it's a nice little story that I say artists and supporting the, well, artists. So we... the, final, the final piece of that jigsaw was, um, <laughs> was Flynn, actually. He's the most recent addition. <laughs> Flynn was uh, so Flynn. Flynn and I have known each other probably longer than we've been alive. Um, <laughs> five, it feels that way sometimes. Five years old, I think we were. And and um, Flynn's actually you're in Ireland, aren't you, Dave? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. I I moved over when I was eighteen uh, from Port Talbot to Ireland, so still over here. But you know, for your listeners, that's only maybe forty minutes on a on a flight. So it's not too far. Okay. Yeah. So um, so yeah, so so. Me and me and Dave were, were best buds from like that young, and we and growing up, obviously we were into music and we were into the nineties music and stuff like that. But David never played a guitar, 
Um, we, I think, I don't know if you ever remember this, Dave, but we, we once asked you to be the lead singer when Bradley was on a bit of a, one of his uh, hiatuses from the band playing rugby. <laughs> yes, yeah. I do we remember. Did, we, I mean, it's, it's not every day you get asked to be the lead singer of a band, but um, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, I, I was definitely uh, far more shy in those days, and you know, you're very yeah, self-conscious you... as a teenager. So, um, and, I, and, uh, and I was, defined, uh, oh, even though you... I love, I love nothing more than singing songs, you know, in my own bedroom or in the shower, but you know, in front of other people, no. So <laughs> I politely declined, but uh, it was nice so, to be uh, asked. But, yeah, so, so, yeah so, as, as Patrick said there, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't play any instruments in those days. It was actually no. uh, only when I was 18 that I picked up the guitar and it was Patrick that showed me um, the first few chords of Wonderwall, which set me on my way. But uh, shortly afterwards, I moved over to Ireland and um, what he didn't know was that, you know, I bought a guitar. More chords since then. And yeah, and I just I just picked it up from there, and I just carried on playing, uh, you know, learning the Oasis songs that I loved throughout my childhood, that type of thing, mm-hmm. and then trying to write my own songs. And um, it was only at the start of this lockdown, uh, you know, even though we've been touch in touch over all these years, you know, bands and stuff never really came up. And it was at the start of this lockdown he was sending me. Um, you know, he was telling me that the old band got back together, and he was sending me a couple of songs that they had done. And, you know, I was saying, God, it, it sounds brilliant. I can't believe, um, you know, you came up with these back when you were teenagers. And uh, on one of them, it was her home. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah. he asked my opinion. I said, you know, that's brilliant. I said, but I said, it might sound even better again if you uh, add in a, a guitar solo, you know. So I did one up for him and I sent it to him. And that's when he he was like, God, I didn't know you could actually play guitar. I, knew play. You had <laughs> I didn't know you could yeah, play. Yeah. So, um <laughs> It, it so was funny. It, I, I was on, I was on nights one night uh, in work. Uh, yeah, it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was sat in the car on my break, and Patrick sent me a little clip on WhatsApp. Um, so I clicked onto it, and there was it was a lead guitar part for home, and I was like, "Yeah, that that sounds really good. Yeah, we'll we'll use that, mate." And he's like, "Do you know who that is?" No, so that's that's David Flynn. I was like, "David Flynn." And I hadn't I haven't seen David for what twenty years, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And and in fact, the last time I seen. Pliny, uh was in Port Albert, and I think I was living away myself then. I was home for my birthday, and we went out, got absolutely leathered on wine and whatever else you, you get leathered on, and we ended up stabbing each other with forks walking to the, uh, <laughs> to the Indian takeaway. Always sticks. I think I think at one point it was actually stuck in my arm. It was. It just sticks in my mind. That's that the last was a time normal I night. I was just yeah, about to say that's, that's a normal night out around yeah, Galway. That, yeah. that was standard. Yeah. We, we were trying to stab ourselves to see if it actually stick into our skin. Yeah, so probably so something so mundane stuck in your memory there, Bradley. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's a common occurrence. And I think that was a, I think that was a Tuesday night as well. <laughs> we were all at work the next day, but uh, yeah, so that, that was the last time I seen I seen Flinny. Um, I've had no contact with him really because he moved to Ireland. I, I sent, moved to Liverpool. I know I'm accepted. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it was it was nice that. Um, it's nice that we started it back, but it's nice as as friends. We've all we've all got back in touch and all, really, because yeah. to a certain degree, we we, we kept in touch. Uh, me, Adam, Ozzy, um, but the rest I've kind of sporadically spoken to him. Um, but this has been really nice, you know, and it's it, yeah, it's been great. It's, nice to do it with you know, it's great to be in a band, of course, but when you're playing with your friends, it's it's, it's all the better, you know. It's um, it's it's really been good. Uh, yeah, so it's it's been a th- thrill a minute so far. So long yeah. may that continue. The so the social side of it's almost been the best part, actually, as well, isn't it? It's like yeah, it has. Yeah, 
the you know the the group chat is just non-stop every day and yeah whether it's music related or whether it's something we won't mention yeah, in this, this conversation the, the group chat can um, never ever be yeah. because we're all be in prison that's pretty yeah. much it <laughs> <laughs> if that um, gets out we're all, we're all knackered yeah 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 kind of uh, and whatsapp's end to end encryption I also you mentioned the, the boys we know and we mentioned that uh, Liam is the new member. Um, and Liam's the same. You know, I think sometimes when someone comes into a group, if he doesn't know anybody, it can be a little bit awkward maybe. But Liam slotted right in. He's the same as us. He loves music. Um, and I've said for me personally, like I play a bit of guitar, but not particularly a great standard. And for me, I can send a song, a rough acoustic track to Liam. Um, I've done it quite a few times. I've sent him a few songs I've been working on. Um, and I say two or three hours later, he'll he'll send me the song more or less fully, fully complete basically. So he's, it's it's like having another musical genius in the band. So it's uh, so we all complement each other really well, and it really works. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm. I mean, and it really says something too because you know it's very good to be able to with people that can work professionally, but if you've got that rapport, you get a whole different level of creativity with people that you're also friends with. <laughs> You can take more chances with your friends. But we, uh, Tweed, Tweed, Tweed will tell you this. We had, a, we had that back in the day, didn't we? Even though we hadn't known each other that long when we were kids, we had that back in the day. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It was um, there's there's an ease to everybody's yes relationship here, mm-hmm. and um, it's, it's it's not really commented on. It's just accepted for what it is. And even back in the day, twenty odd years ago. Um, more than that, but uh, yeah, we 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 had that then, and um, yeah, and it makes it makes for a, a much easier um, way of working, hundred percent. Exactly. I mean, and I can imagine it because if you all were coming up with songs like that at thirteen, fourteen, there's something to be said for talent, and there's something to be said for hard work. But when you get those together and then add in that ability to just be yourself on top of it. Yeah, it's that's just, actually you're right. There. Yeah. I mean, that's a good. Yeah, that's a pretty good summary of what we are, really, isn't it? It it, it almost seems. I know it sounds a little bit mad, but it almost seems like a fate thing as well. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I met Car- Adam Cardi, the rhythm guitarist. Uh, he his, his dad lived on the other side of town, but he lived occasionally with his mother, who lived not far from where I live. And uh, I was a little shit back then. Basically, I was a horrible <laughs> little, little bastard. And um, <laughs> one day, I. Uh, I seen a football in his garden, which I thought I'd like to have that football. So I hopped <laughs> over the wall and tried to, uh, I tried to steal it. And uh, next thing, this boy who's older than me chased me and uh, beat me, beat me severely <laughs> in my garden. Um, and, and off the back of that, we kind of had a friendship. I don't know how that happened, but we did. Maybe I'm a bit of a masochist for beatings, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so we, we ended up being mates and we had a similar interest in music. Um, and I knew Patrick uh, from all places, through church. I used to go to church yeah. on Sunday. We were in different schools, and uh, I don't know you call them in America, we call them primary schools over here. So between um, the ages so. of kind of like 9 and 12, 11, whatever it is. Right, up, up to 11. Up to 11, uh-huh. up, up yeah. To 11 yeah. Um, so I knew, I knew Patrick through church, and then we started in, in a secondary school, comprehensive school, high yeah, school, if way. you will, over there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then I got ta- talking to Patrick again. He had a similar interest in music. Uh by, by then, this was like the mid, mid to late 90s. We had the long hair, Oasis style. Uh, Patrick looked like Damon Alban. He had like blonde <laughs> curtains, bright blue eyes. Very angelic looking child. He looked... <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not like that anymore. very uncomfortable. 
don't know what, yeah, I, fan, I fancied him. I was envious. <laughs> Edit that bit. But, um, <laughs> no, yeah, so, no, keep, keep that in. Keep that, keep that in, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we uh, we used to go for like walks on the around the playground. This sounds a bit, a bit gay. <laughs> we used to go for walks on the for walks on the playground together, uh, like talking about music. Uh, yeah, talking about, like, music, talking about music. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing. Else. We didn't show our bits to each other. We didn't compare size or nothing. Um, <laughs> so uh, here it we, goes. Yeah, you're just descending the chaos already. But no, we went for a walk one day. Uh, again, a little famous walks, and he pulled out. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> good God. Did he pull out? Here we go. He, he pulled out lyrics to a song called uh, Daytona Thank God Remix, for that. Which is um, <laughs> a, a song we, we haven't revisited. Um, won't I, I, yeah, we probably won't. But I was unaware that he even wrote or played. Um, and off the back of that, it turned out he played guitar, he played violin, he played piano. And he was like 13 years of age at the time. So I said, look, me and my... My mate, do Carney. I play violin? Well, you do for this conversation, yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> triangle, you know, you <laughs> pursue whatever school you play all that, didn't you? <laughs> so, Apparently um, so, yeah. Yeah, so we, we, we went across to, uh, to Cardi's house, because Cardi written a few songs himself, mainly on a Casio keyboard back then. Um, and, that, and that's pretty much how we started, you know, through, through like a, a friendship as kids. Um, and as even the way we met, we met Tweedy, you know, it was through a, a childhood friend from school. She happened to mention that her cousin played bass. Um, and then finishing off with Liam and then Flinny, you know. So it's it does seem almost like a bit of fate, the way it's all kind of, it's all come together. Here's, here's one for fate, right? Here's a story. So when we were back then, we were, I think you just, were you in this, Brad? I can't remember if you were. We were, we were going to play a gig, basically, at our school disco. Um, yeah, I think I was in that play... for that reason. Yeah, so we were asked to play at the school disco. Now, we practiced for this gig, and we thought we were the bee's knees. But even by the age of... I think, that was, I, think I was maybe 13 at the time. By the age of 15, even, me and, uh, me and Adam Cardi, we, we, we would sit there on a night, and we would just literally thank the holy Lord above that they cancelled that gig. Because had they not, I would have had a terrible time in school growing up. I really would have. Yeah. Cause I would have been beaten at every turn. We were so bad. Um, <laughs> so, well, like, um, which I, I blame I, on Johnny Kibble, but there you go. I, I was very cool back then, so I seen this. I kind of prophesized this, so I quit yeah. the band before this gig happened. Very <laughs> modest back then as well, Brad. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I've, I've kind of kited on to a life as well. Yeah, very modest. So, so that's <laughs> shy and assuming that was a, that was a touch of fate that we didn't get to play that gig because I think we probably would have packed it all in after that gig and moved yeah. to another country. Definitely. Oh, no. That was that bad. <laughs> uh, and then the next thing you know, you're you know in the the pubs with the old guys and taking off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We played on what card? We we played we played some great gigs. Like we played some, especially when we played at Aubrey Straw because they always packed out wherever we were playing. Um, but it, but even that, it was nice because the place we played it was called the Bayview Bayview Social, uh, and they had like a house band. Uh, what, what were they called? Backtracks. Back backtracks, back that was it. And they played a lot of kind of 60s, uh, a bit of everything. They played the same, the played the same set it? every week and also the same gaffes between each uh, song every week. Yeah, the same, the same jokes, yeah. <laughs> here's, here's, but, um, one, here's one for all the Vietnam veterans was one of them. It's like you're uh, in Wales. It, yeah. nobody's, nobody in Wales has been to Vietnam, apart from yeah. on the sex market. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, <laughs> so it was just like so but but yeah, they were it, that was great. That's that's they were good times though, really. But but I think one day they, we used to get up maybe like three or four times on a Sunday afternoon and every single time we'd play Oasis, wouldn't we? We had kind of four or five Oasis songs we knew, Wonderwall, kind of Stand By Me and whatever else. And we had a nice little round of applause and they, they kind of encouraged us to kind of do other stuff. And I think one day we'd done Hey Jude, didn't we? And it went down yeah. really, really well. And I think we played one of our own songs and that went down well as well then. So I think we kind of thought, mm. well, hang on, why are we doing covers? Let's just do our own stuff because, yeah. you know, our own stuff is better than the Beatles anyway. So we might as well, uh, <laughs> we might as well do it. <laughs> as yeah. it's proven to be. As Flippy yeah. said, modest. Yeah, time oh. to fly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not doing much themselves, the Beatles now, are they? So there we are. Well, dead, aren't they? Awesome. <laughs> Still, what stops them? No excuse. <laughs> it should be recording, shouldn't it? Well, yeah, there's two left, isn't there? There's nothing <laughs> stopping them. <laughs> <laughs> and they got yeah, sons of any Julian and somebody yeah. else get them in. <laughs> yeah, get to uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, when everything does open up, do you all see like gigs in the future or anything like that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we. we like, we never intended that at the start. We just intended to kill time until they, they opened the pubs again. Right. Um, so, um, but but now we just it, you couldn't leave it now. You just couldn't. No. You couldn't not do it now. Even like we we all live in like different parts of the UK as well. We different countries actually because Flynn's in Ireland. Right. Um, so he's going to need to quarantine for fourteen days when he comes over here. Um, yeah. But uh, no, we. As, as- we when it when it opens back up again, yeah, we'll be we'll be looking to, and, and we'll we'll, you know, it, if if it doesn't matter, like distance, I mean, it, it's I think we're like four, four hours in either direction, really. So like, for, for me and and Bradley coming down from the north of England, so like to I mean to you know living in the states to you that's just like your local shop, isn't it? Like four hours drive. So yeah, you know, and so there's nothing we can't they can't we can't we we'll work around it. We'll make it work yeah. as we want to make it work basically. Now, guys, everybody listening, where they're talking about, it's about the size of Kentucky because they can go top to bottom about as much time as it takes you to get from uh, Huntington to probably Louisville. I live about, well, I, I live kind of not northern, well, me and Bradley both live in northern England. I'm further north. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, for me, it's about five hours for you. It's about four, isn't it, Brad, I think? Yeah, four, four hours, give or take. But, okay. And then the rest are in Wales, apart from Flynn, and Flynn's only forty minutes on a flight anyway. So yeah, yeah, It's no big barrier, really. No. So one, of, one of our mates, um, John. We went to school with John Connolly. He lives in Shrevenport, is it Louisiana? Uh, um, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we, we looked the other day. Um, we thought, well, if we ever did play, for example, where you are, I think we looked what the distance would be to get him to a gig, and uh, like sixteen hours. Yeah. Yeah, we thought that's not that far. It's only there. But then we looked, it's like two thousand miles, whatever it was. And, like, yeah. Yeah. And, and for us, and like for context for us, that'd be like for us traveling to like Turkey, for example, which is like the other yeah. side of, of yeah. Europe again. So four, four hours is not really, you know, it's not it's not a massive distance for us to travel. Nah. I used to have to go to LA for shows and I would drive and it took me a good forty four hours. And let me tell you, Jeez. by the time you get out there, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> Oh, it's hard to even imagine. That's four hours. Jesus. I know. God. 
Yeah, that's when you call ahead and tell everybody, you know, have me a drink waiting. I am pulling up yeah. in 15 minutes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, a few, few drinks ready. So when we do our American tour, then we're going to have to book maybe a kind of year slot are we? off work to kind of <laughs> yeah. come over and cover, cover two or three states in that time. Take, take a sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go Virginia travel. first, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, so if you all do there. come to America, you've got to come to Huntington. Huntington definitely. Is that Huntington, West Virginia? Huntington, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. oh, first port of call, that will be. Yeah. Yeah. Know, oh, that is nobody's Arizona. first port of call. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been to Scranton. I've been to Scranton, so. Oh, you don't know us. We're just, we're a strange band. We are. We like we like things like yeah. that. And we're from Obscure as well. Mm. Yeah, we 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 did a we did a Zoom call uh, around Christmas time for some of the people we've been kind of interacting with on Twitter. Uh -huh. um, so we thought it'd be nice to kind of get them on on a Zoom call, maybe four or five of them. So we, we got them in, and I think before it we were panicking, thinking, "Oh Christ, what are we going to talk about here?" Because we don't know them. We'll talk about the music maybe. So maybe kind of half hour, well, an hour maximum. Uh -huh. And I think in the end we we're on the call for six six and a half hours. Uh, mm. And, and Adam Tweed, the bass player, he was hosting the Zoom chat. So he and, couldn't uh, go to bed. <laughs> he, he fell asleep yeah. in the middle of the chat. And uh, I said, yeah, mate, Tweedy, why, why didn't you go to bed? And he's like, well, if I go to bed, the call ends. I was like, well, just, just sleep then. Just stay there. And we just carried on. And then just throw a blanket over him in the chair. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There was people fast asleep. I don't know if that was me talking constantly, but there was people sleeping. They just dropped off. They did. <laughs> oh, that sounds so fun, though. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it we again do one night we do yeah we'll that, do it again definitely... one night and you'll get, get yourself in it yeah, oh I yeah, would absolutely. love to well you'll and everybody laughs because I work on like a second shift schedule and so everybody would be like hey good morning and I'm like hey good morning good night <laughs> and the number of people that come back with I pray do you just not sleep and I'm like I'm going to sleep I'm going to sleep right now I plan on going to sleep in the 15 minutes I just failed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the best way, though, isn't it? Yeah, we got, we kind of juggle jobs as well. Um, so obviously, um, probably the most interesting of those is you, Bradley, isn't it? Yeah, so I work I work in a hospital, so it's like twenty four hours uh, business basically. So I right. do shifts, and at the moment, I'm on I'm on nights. Um, and I think the vocals for Hey You, one of the first or second single, um, I think the boys had done their and their tracks, it was laid down, and they were kind of pushing me, saying, "Look, you need to, you need to get this done. We need to get this out there." And um, I was on nights, and like I said, I was sleeping through the day, so I, I didn't really get the chance to do it as I'd like. So um, I took the laptop to work, and I sang in the car park at like two o'clock in the morning. So the vocals you heard on that song were literally done in the car in a car park at two o'clock in the morning. Um, and, and it's been pretty much the, the same way since. It's kind of as and when I'm awake, basically. <laughs> Right. Um, I, I tend to pop myself in my wardrobe and, uh, and sing my songs. <laughs> See, and everybody thought that I was teasing about that. And I told no, them, no. you know, the very first time I pulled one out, I said, part of this is done in a clothes press. And they sat there and they looked at me and they were just like waiting for a punchline. And I'm like, sometimes I don't have a punchline, people. Sometimes yeah. it's just the truth. <laughs> he, uh, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't even take the clothes out of the wardrobe either. No. It gives a nice sound, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it helps with the acoustics. I mean, everybody else it, it is does. picking up egg crates on the walls. You take the, ja it, you take the jackets out, it does. 
it's it's filled with fifteen parker jackets. Uh, <laughs> it didn't even take them out. But, but for uh, for, for, for all our souls, the last the last single you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, uh, we we knew we, the, the kind of the quality of the songs were kind of getting better, and we need to be more professional the way we were doing things. Um, so I, I actually bought a home recording studio, um, uh-huh. and I just couldn't work it out. It, I, I'm not particularly technical. <laughs> There's too many blibs and blobs and whatever else. So um, I, I, sent, the I sent, yeah, I sent the vocal to Patrick, and he said, "I can't hear it. It's really quiet." And instead of me trying to fix it, I thought, "You know what, sod it." I got the phone out and I just sang into the phone again in the wardrobe, and so uh-huh. the vocals on that, the vocals on that are recorded again on a, on a mobile phone. So do you know what? I want I want someone to come into your flat one day and like your mum or something, and she's looking around, Matthew, Matthew. And she goes in your bedroom and she just hears you singing in your wardrobe to yourself. <laughs> Naked as well. I, I, yeah. That's the effect of no clothes on, yeah. Yeah, clothes dump in the acoustics. Take your clothes yeah. off. There's your old next cover image, somebody peeking out from behind a parka. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. We were saying I, he's going to the... take, take the wardrobe on stage and just kind of just sit, sit and stand in the wardrobe. Every now and then, pop out to say thank you for the, between songs and pop back in again. It's, <laughs> it's the interesting thing. Is gonna be, it's going to be the only wardrobe to grace Hard Rock Cafe. That'll be on the wall <laughs> one day, next to like Hendrix's guitar and things. And Matt Bradley's wardrobe, <laughs> IKEA wardrobe. <laughs> oh <laughs> god! <laughs> I, I might raffle her off one day. So, uh, yeah, it'd be worth a fortune. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Get a better one then, can I? A nice oak one. <laughs> Solid wood wardrobe. We actually have a few bands who've, who've come and asked us how we're doing, what we're doing, and you pointed them in my direction. A couple of bands have asked, and I've spoken yeah. to a few bands. I even like talked one band through doing it. I literally I did them two or three videos of me just showing them where I plug what into which port, and then how I... Uh-huh. Do this and stuff just to get them, just to be able to record sound. Do you know what I mean? So, right. Um, they just didn't know how on earth they could record something into a laptop or into a phone or whatever. So I just yeah. basically talked them through what they need to do and 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 stuff like that. And a couple of bands have asked us how we do it. And so yeah, and there's there's a band called Revivalry. They're on. Um, I love pretty, them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, like 14 year old. Literally. Yeah. So I think I think we do see us see ourselves back then in them. Um, yeah. So yeah. So stuff like that. I think we. I think Bradley's. My Bradley's pretty good on Twitter, aren't you, Brad? With, with yeah, our yeah. Twitter presence, and you know, we it, sometimes the, the tweets just get out, way out of hand. But <laughs> we don't. We, we now, do. Who was I talking to about whiskey earlier? Some. I was talking oh, that, to one of me, y'all yeah. about whiskey. Yeah, that'll <laughs> be my. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, usually on, on that, I've, I've just discovered. Um, I'm drinking whiskey, obviously. But I've. I don't know if you've heard it over there. It's called Iron Brew. It's called. It's like a, a, a Scottish. <laughs> Um, I keep seeing like, pictures of that, and I'm dying to try yeah, it. But no, I've never had it. It's, it's, Don't try it's it. It's like the number oh. one. It's, no, it's it's like the number one soft drink in Scotland. It's like the biggest liquid place rust, in the world. Yes, liquid rust. Yeah, that's what it is. Effectively, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it, I think I'm right in saying it's the only it's place the in the world <laughs> where the, it's the soft drink is bigger than Coca Cola or Pepsi. It's the only place in the world where that that drink Iron Brew is bigger than any of them brands. Um, so I just found a can in the fridge, and I pu- I poured it in with the whiskey. Uh-huh. It actually works. It works quite well. So oh, 
Well, that is actually, and please don't laugh. I swear I'm being serious. I actually have a list of everything I'm wanting to see and try and do. That's been the best thing. I think besides getting our music out there, I think it's like genuine friendships as well. We speak to, there's too many to name, but there's a lot, as you said, then um, like people have, have been in touch and they've invited us over to certain places. We've even had parcels where people have actually made things up and sent them over to us. Um, we've had like little bottles of whiskey. We've had little tumbler glasses. Uh-huh. Um Somebody's actually made us a Christmas bauble with our name on it. So it, oh. it's been really nice that, yeah, people are very mm. hospitable. And um, so, yeah, if you ever come to the UK, you know, there's always a place in Liverpool or uh, North East Wales, Ireland, you're more than welcome to stay with all of us. Oh, I'm so excited. I've got a shirt in the mail and it's supposed to be here uh, any day now. When you know that something is coming in the post, it's sort of like you're little and it's Christmas all over yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Time stands still, doesn't it? it does. oh, You're waiting for it to arrive. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that the CD, the compilation CD? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, we spoke to the fella from that the other day because I think when they kind of got the list of names of people to be on that CD, we, we'd only just started. Like I said, we, we started quite late last year. I think we, did, we didn't really start until, I think the first single we released was September. Um, I think it was home around November, which got us on. You know, uh-huh. sort of bigger, bigger audience. So really, it, was, it seems like we've been around for a while. We've only been pretty much around since kind of November, like what four months now. So yeah. you know, it, it's it's quite a a big rise really for us. Um, and there's a lot more to come as well. So yeah, we're uh, we're looking forward to this uh, this year. It's going to be a big one. Yeah, and you've got quite a catalogue to get through. I think uh, I yeah, personally am so excited to see what all comes out. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, we've got a lot to a lot to work on, haven't we? Yeah, I think. Um, did you send? Is it three or four files you sent this week alone? Haven't you? Uh, the uh, yeah, I sent. I put one in for Tweed earlier. Uh, you got that, didn't you? I did. Right, good. Uh, and I put me and Cardi have done some stuff. I've done two of Cardi's, uh, and I've got one more of his to do as well. Um, yeah, so yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. exciting. Like I, I was talking to uh, to Cardi earlier, and as I mentioned, touched on it earlier. It, going back to a kid like Christmas, it's like that now because I said you'd check the the Dropbox and there's another file, and it'd be like yeah. just, uh, maybe a, a guitar or a bassline, um, and you get excited to, to hear, like you, you know roughly how it's going to sound because you've heard the songs kind of twenty years ago. But it's you exciting love to me dropping how... my final my final mixes into the WhatsApp. You'll love it, like, can't um, you? Yeah, the, I think um, we, we we get excited because um, obviously, like I said, Paddy does the mixing and the producing side of things. Um, so we, we'll send him our kind of individual parts, and he might he might give us a little snippet of it. We don't know what it's going to sound like as a whole, and um, we get excited because it'll be like sort of ten, eleven o'clock at night, and he'll just like post this this WhatsApp uh, link to the song, and you, all of us heard it for the first time then. So it's uh, it's exciting for us as well, even though we we are the band. We, oh, we absolutely like delightful. Yeah, we, we hear the song for the first time ourselves because, like, so when I was on nights, I heard um, For All Our Souls, I think he sent it quite late, maybe midnight, and the others were in bed. And I listened to it, and I was like, wow, is that us? Is, is, this, is that our song? It's, it's just so bizarre. You can't really explain, like, what it's like when you hear it for the first time. Um, and I think it was on repeat, maybe, like, sort of five or six hours I listened to it for. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then I got excited then because I knew that Adam... The two Adams, uh, Liam, Flinny, they hadn't heard it either. They were in bed. 
and then seeing their response then the next day when they woke up and it's uh so you know that it's exciting to us as well it's not like i think some bands maybe go for the motions of things i think but for us it's genuinely we just love doing it and it's exciting for us when we when we hear it we love it yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. well and it comes through it really does come through. The first time that I had For All Our Souls up, I think I played it three times in a row because I was making notes. And I didn't do any notes the entire first play because I was sitting there listening to it. And I was just like, oh, you fool, rewind it. <laughs> yeah, it definitely grabs you that one, doesn't it? It's got, you get the feels off that one. The hairs on your, on your arms stand up and think, well, not your arms, but I mean, <laughs> my arms, the hairs on my arms stand up. <laughs> Oh, with how long my ponytail is for for my hair to stand <laughs> yeah. up on end, that would that would be something. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, I think of all the songs, you know, we've we've had good response of all of them. I think for all our souls, we've had uh, we've had people saying, you know, with uh, I think someone posted the other day there was a post similar to that, as in what song do you get goosebumps from? Uh-huh. People obviously mentioned a lot of kind of well known songs, but there was quite a few people we hadn't we hadn't interacted with on Twitter. There's quite a few of them as you did. And uh, they commented on our song saying they got it of that. So, you know, for us to hear things like that, it's, um, you know, it's it's unbelievable. Considering where we started from and where we are now, it's, uh, it, you know, it does blow our minds, really. Well, and as long as it keeps blowing your mind, you know that you're in the right spot. As soon as you get used to that, then it takes the magic away. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I don't, think we, I don't yeah. think we ever will. I think, we, I think, I think we just, there's always going to be something new to do. There's always going to be a new challenge, even, you know, 10, 15, 20 years on the line. I, I can't see us ever stopping this, personally. No. Just even like, even after we've just said, look, we can't be bothered gigging anymore. If it's 20 years down the line or something, we just can't be bothered. Do you know what I mean? I still think we'll, we'll make music and we'll keep putting it out there and keep, you know. Keep the well, like the Beatles did, wasn't it? After 1965, don't think the they Beatles, toured after yeah. that, did they? But, yeah, no, yeah. they didn't, no. It was good enough for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was at, uh, it was at Shea Stadium in America, I think. Was it their last gig? Official game, uh, I think. Was it, you know, was it the one Stadium, in San Francisco, York, Cow Palace? I I'm not too sure. Something like that, yeah. And they, they 66 in anyway. Yeah. Was that their last yeah. ever gig as a band? Uh, um, so other than the rooftop one. one. Yeah, oh, they, right, they yeah. packed in to be a recording band. I'd have played a few charity ones as well. Yeah. There was one in the Alexandra Palace at some point. I, I love how oh, yeah. um, we've just touched on kind of four months ago, we weren't even a band, and now we're saying we're bigger than the Beatles and we're going to retire. <laughs> Be a recording band, yeah. <laughs> Shows our uh... stands to us all going forward as well. We've a lot of writers in the band now, and you know, we've as Patrick said, we could be doing this for another 20 years. I think we've between us all, we have the material there to, um, you know, to to yeah. release, 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 you know, right? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a hobby as well, like it, it's it's what we like to do. It's, it's not it's not a chore, it's not, you know, yeah. Um, and if and the, I think it was it you, Tweed, who said something about the person who makes uh, makes money off their hobby never works a day in their life or something like that. So. Yeah, you get to keep the yeah. joy in it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah it's just, we just like doing it. And, and, and I say, it's been good that, like, because of Patrick now coming in and I've been uh, listening to different styles, like I said, the War on Drugs and the National, um, like, they're obviously big influences now. So, uh-huh. we're, also write, we're also writing in kind of a different mind frame as well now, because... Uh, I think for years we were kind of writing, like I said, in in with the Britpop, whereas now we're kind of thinking outside that box now. Mm-hmm. So um, you know we're being quite creative as a band, so it's uh, it is it's exciting. Like, so we're just you know just kind of scratching the surface of where uh, where we can be now. Mm. So uh, so watch watch this space. 
Okay, guys, we are just about at the end of our hour, but we wanted to thank you all so much for coming all the way out here and talking to everybody and telling us some stories and giving us the opportunity to put a, a person and a, a soul to the music that we've been enjoying. I just, I can't thank you enough. And um, would you like to, to tell everybody good night tonight? Yeah, thank you very yeah, much. So Pleasure's all ours. Yeah. Um, Th- thanks, thanks for having us. us. Yeah, thank you. Good and night. we'll say good night and to you, good evening, because it's uh, not that late over there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll catch you all at a gig soon, hopefully, over there. Yeah, yeah. And th- thanks, for, thanks for continuing to listen to us as well. It's, uh, it's quite humbling to know that people on the other yeah, side of the world are, are listening to us. So. Yeah, we appreciate um, all, the, uh, all the support we get. We are, we are happy to. And if you all make it to Huntington, I can, I can pretty oh. much guarantee that there will be some uh, cobbler and dumplings waiting on you. <laughs> Oh, as soon as this weather turns, <laughs> I'm setting off. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> <with> good. <it. laughs>